For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. You can also stream us online by going to the Village Green website, www.myvillagegreen.com. And on the right-hand side of the homepage, there's a microphone icon that'll take you to the Essentials of Healthy Living webpage where you can download and stream all of our previously recorded shows. Archives back to almost seven or eight years now. Um, You can also find us on iTunes at the Essentials of Healthy Living, and you can stream us there as well. Um, So, as usual, we've got a really interesting show lined up for you. We've got a phenomenal special guest, one of the, you know, top national leaders in functional and integrative medicine has taken time out of her busy schedule to share her wisdom with us today. So we are very grateful always to have our guests from around the country take the time to help educate me and help educate you all and have really thoughtful and interesting discussions about health and wellness Today, we're talking with Dr. Jill Carnahan. She completed her residency at the University of Illinois program in family medicine at Methodist Medical Center. In 2006, she was voted by faculty to receive the Resident Teacher of the Year Award and elected to Central Illinois' 40 Leaders Under 40. She received her medical degree from Loyola University Stritch School of Medicine in Chicago and her Bachelor of Science degree in bioengineering at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. She is duly board certified in family medicine and integrative holistic medicine. She was also part of the first 100 plus healthcare practitioners to be certified in functional medicine through the Institute of Functional Medicine. In 2008, Dr. Carnahan's vision for health and healing resulted in the creation of Methodist Center for Integrative Medicine in Peoria, Illinois, where she served as the medical director for two years. In 2010, she founded Flatiron Functional Medicine in Boulder, Colorado, where she partnered in functional medicine with medical partner Dr. Robert Roundtree. She recently opened a brand new medical clinic with a broad range of services in Louisville, Colorado. Dr. Carnahan is also personally a 14-year survivor of breast cancer and Crohn's disease and passionate about teaching patients how to live well and thrive in the midst of complex and chronic illness. She is also committed to teaching other physicians how to address underlying cause of illness rather than just treating symptoms through the principles of functional medicine. She is a prolific writer, speaker, and loves to infuse others with her passion for health and healing. So, Dr. Carnahan, thank you again for taking the time to be with us this morning. You are welcome. Always delighted to be here. Great. Um, so, you know, the topic for today and our sort of, you know, just discussion before we came on air, and I was telling you, I mean, usually I can pretty much grab any single person from anywhere around the country, pick a topic and feel like I can share a lot of expertise with any special guest. But this one, this one's a little interesting to me. And I've seen this come through the practice several times. And honestly, it's perplexed me a little bit. And it's a condition that I don't know a ton about. It's really quite exciting to see sort of a leader in the functional medicine field grab onto it. Because in times when I've needed to refer somebody with this condition out or get more information on it, the resources are really limited. And the condition that we're sort of discussing today is mast cell activation syndrome, which is this sort of syndrome where, as you say, histamine goes haywire. 
So, um, you know, why don't you say any words of introduction personally or whatever you would like, and then let's get into the topic and see where it takes us today. You got it. Well, I love to tackle things that you're, just like you said, that you're not hearing a lot about and that we see, and that actually I think some of us, even that, just like you, I've been in functional integrative medicine for a while, and I don't think I really understood the extent to which the mast cell activation syndrome really affects many of my patients. Um, and as you start to see this and understand it, just like you're seeing in clinical practice, you start to see the patterns and you realize, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this patient also has mast cell activation uh, issues. So what is mast cell activation? And maybe we can go way back to what are mast cells. Mast cells are part of our protection system in our blood cells. And they're, they're types of cells that run in the body and they actually secrete agents to help us against environmental triggers and environmental threats. And so they're there for our protection. Um, but the problem is, like I love the title you mentioned, when NASA, when histamine goes haywire, because mm-hmm. histamine is one of the things that they secrete um, among hundreds of other things we're finding out, prostaglandins and inflammatory mediators and all kinds of different things that they secrete that actually can cause collateral damage in the body. And there's no organ system that's immune. That's the crazy thing is that this can affect the heart, the brain, the lungs, the liver, the gut. You pretty much name a tissue and it could have it could be affected by mast cell disorders. Um, the difficulty nowadays is what's happening is we're having such a heavy load of environmental toxic exposures from pesticides to chemicals to parabens and phthalates in our makeup and beauty products to cleaning products to um, just so many different threats. And then we have things like heavy metals in the environment, cadmium, aluminum, um, even mercury and lead, which of course have been known to be toxic for a long time. And then now we're having this new threat, which is another favorite topic of mine, and that's mold. And mm-hmm. the reason why that's such a, all of these things that I'm mentioning, these can be triggers to activate the mast cells. So normally the mast cell should react to something that it thinks is a threat and secrete agents to kind of neutralize that. But when they get over-triggered in our environment of lots of toxins and infections and things, then a lot of our patients that are suffering from either a subclinical infection or a toxic overload issue, um, they will present with mast cell issues because I always think of it as like poking the mast cells. It's like poking a bear. Their mast cells become irritated, and they start to be over-secretors of all these chemicals that but when they go on and on and on, it becomes a perpetual cycle that causes a lot of collateral damage to the tissues. Hmm. So basically a system in the body that's set up to be protective, designed to be useful, and then certain environmental stimuli and certain conditions in which our body is placed enforce that system to sort of go haywire, almost kind of like an autoimmune condition where we have this really elaborate part of our body that's set up to help protect us, but with the wrong triggers and the wrong circumstances, it can actually work against us. That's exactly, exactly Mm -hmm. right. And it's funny because it can react to internal hormones, medications, uh, heat and cold extremes. So there are so many different things. So toxins, chemicals, mold, heat and cold, internal triggers, allergens, all of these things can trigger. Mm -hmm. And this is how I see it. I just see it as our world, our patient population is becoming toxically overloaded. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, the average person is toxic. They just can't, they've accumulated so much exposure that their body can't keep up with getting rid of it. We're meant, we were created to actually detox very well. And so we're meant to get little exposures and be able to uh, process those through the liver and the kidney and the lungs and the skin and get rid of those exposures. But what's happening now is the external environment is overwhelming our ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, I mean, I've seen 
some cases where there's almost like this, uh, it's almost like a diagnosable issue with mast cells where it's like uh, um, a really extreme manifestation of mast cell o- overactivation. I've seen cases where I would probably put it more in the category of like a, a syndrome where there's elements of mast cell overactivation or elements of too much histamine in the system. So people's being very allergic responses to, you know, multiple, multiple food sensitivities and food allergies, environmental triggers. You even look at things like, um, you know, their their blood panels and you see the cells that are responsible for triggering allergies be elevated in the blood panels. And that may be somewhere along mast cell. But like, help us understand, Dr. Carnahan, like what do symptoms look like? Like, what is it? We just explained sort of the physiology, but like, if you're not a doctor or biologist, like what is the average person walking around or how do they identify like, geez, I might have some histamine going haywire in my body. Yes. So very good. Practically speaking, um, what we see is presentations, you know, the most common, this is always surprising, is brain fog or neurocognitive issues, anxiety, depression, or brain fog, or difficulty focused concentrating. That's actually extremely common to have um, issues with the brain. But skin rashes are very common, swelling and edema. This causes uh, histamine and some of the prostaglandins cause permeability of all tissues. So that can lead to brain swelling inflammation. It can lead to leaky gut. It can lead to uh, lower extremity swelling and edema, flushing, itching. Um, it can affect the gut. That comes because histamine creates more permeability. You have the foods leaking into the bloodstream and creating more reactions. And it can also cause diarrhea, vomiting, uh, nausea, and then lungs can be affected. So wheezing, mm-hmm. shortness of breath, heart palpitations, uh, headaches, low blood pressure. So one of the things these chemicals cause is vasodilation. What that means is all the blood starts to pool in your extremities. And so because of that, you'll often have, when you stand quickly, very dizzy or lightheaded or difficulty with maintaining normal blood pressure. And generally, just fatigue is super common as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's a broad range of, of symptoms for sure, because, you know, and that can also masquerade as a lot of other health conditions. It can masquerade as yes. chronic infections. It could masquerade as endocrine uh, disorders. It could masquerade as nutrient deficiencies, as a whole bunch of other things. So I'm hoping, are there other guideposts that you use clinically as far as labs or other evaluations to try and narrow down whether this is a histamine-related problem or whether it's a problem related to a different aspect of physiology? Yes, that's such a great question because, as you know, the list I just gave can demasquerate as so many other mm-hmm. things. And I think that's why us, even in practice, we don't always recognize it because we think it's um, heart palpitations. We send them to a cardiologist. There's a normal EEG, EKG with maybe, you know, a couple of PACs or a couple of irregular beats. But um, the, the root cause is actually histamine. Mm-hmm. So um, how would you know? There are lab tests that you can do. The difficulty is is that many times they're not positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I still frequently test because if you if you see any of these, the most common is serum tryptase. That's a very famous and, and consistent mast cell mediator, and that's easy to order. Some of these other, um, you can ask your lab, but they need to be put on ice immediately, and there's like special techniques mm-hmm. that need to go into place, so it makes it a little tricky, and you need urine, you need blood, you need 20, so there's yeah. all kinds of things that make this diagnosis not easy. Other things would be serum chromographin A, um, plasma histamine. Those are the common blood uh, labs that you can order just through your blood work. You can also order plasma um, prostaglandin D2, 
plasma heparin, and urine for prostaglandin D2. But all of those are the ones that have to be chilled immediately. Yeah. And then N-methylhistidine can be done in the urine. So those are common. Um, what I see very frequently is something we were taught in medical school is called mastocytosis. And this is where we actually have a proliferation in the bone marrow of mast cells. It's almost like a pre-malignancy or myeloproliferative kind of a, a disorder where mm-hmm. we have too many of those rapidly dividing mast cells. And that's what we are taught about in med school, but that's actually very rare. And the people who have mast cell activation syndrome, they may have more mast cells than normal, but they may just have overactive right. mast cells and actually have a normal number. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it's actually harder to test and find a positive because the ones that have the proliferative mast cell disorder, they actually have blood tests that are positive, right. whereas the MCAS patients we're talking about will frequently have negative labs. Yep. And that is, you know, something that I talk to patients all the time about is, you know, I mean, people are always looking for answers. And as you know, Dr. Carnahan, the traditional sort of medical model has set up this expectation that any type of health condition that's going on, there's a simple blood test or scan or image, and then there's a definitive diagnosis. And this is what you have. And this is the treatment. And they've worked very hard you know, through pressures from insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies to put this model together where there's efficiency and it's just, you hardly even have to talk to the patient. You know, people, doctors are pride themselves on being these amazing diagnosticians and they can spend five minutes with the patient and know what's going on. And the reality is, is that our body is far more complex than that. And a lot of times when you're working with a doctor in functional medicine, we may not have that same a, a luxury of just saying, well, this is the issue and this is the positive test and this is what's going on. We have to look at the body as a dynamic whole and sometimes have to run through different theories as to why someone is expressing with a certain condition or problem and work those different angles until we come up with the treatment solution that's right for that person. And I think it's a paradigm shift that a lot of people have to understand because they're used to their doctor or expect their doctor to sort of know everything definitively in the first visit after their initial set of labs. And I try and help people. I wish I had a crystal ball. Our bodies are far more complex than that, and we're going to require some patience. Now, when we come back from the break, Dr. Carnahan, let's talk about like what can cause mast cell uh, activation syndrome. You talked a little bit about it, but let's understand it to a little bit more degree, how we can work to improve it, lifestyle, supplements, detoxification strategies. Um, Let's get into really understanding the condition in a little bit greater detail and how we can work on solving the issue. Sound good? Perfect. Okay, great. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living, and we're going to be back right after these words. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. 
All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green apothecary. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Hopefully you all already know that already. Uh, Today we're talking with Dr. Jill Carnahan. She is one of the foremost uh, experts in functional medicine in the country today, and she's taking time out of her busy day to share her expertise with us. We're talking about a mast cell activation syndrome, which is basically a condition where we have a overproduction or over-release or activation of histamine in the body. And Histamine is a uh, chemical that can cause immune activation and certain types of reactions. It's most associated with something like allergy. You can see that from, you know, all the the drugs that are geared at allergies are pretty much antihistamines. And uh, histamine can cause a whole wide variety of symptoms that Dr. Carnahan touched on. So, um, Dr. Carnahan, let's talk a little bit more about this condition, you know, uh, um, in a whole And maybe you can share some stories with us about patients and things you've seen clinically, and then we can move into kind of why the different things you've mentioned around environmental toxins, why they trigger histamine, and how we sort of start to undo this tangle of problems. You got it. So we talked a little bit about triggers, but now I'll just kind of go real in depth and, and list some of those. Um, medications can be triggers. So you can have, as that's kind of like classic penicillin reaction. Someone gets a rash, that's actually mast cell triggered histamine reaction. Um, now that maybe isn't a full-blown mast cell disorder, but that's the kind of thing we're talking about is when that happens frequently and becomes systemic, that's the exact same. The allergic reaction gone awry is part of what's happening here. Fruits can be triggers. So some people with shellfish or peanuts or other things, even normal foods like eggs or beef could be a trigger. Um, Supplements can be triggers and hormones internally, if you have excess of certain types of hormones or things like that. Um, Opioids are different drugs that we take. Uh, Stressors 
So surprise, surprise, you can have a histamine reaction just based on a massive psychological stressor. And this could be a physical, like you're cold for, you know, 24 hours and chilled, or you're um, emotionally stressed from your job or at work. Um, Cold and heat, like I mentioned, even pressure can trigger. If you're someone who has mast cells activated, there's something called dermatographia, which is very, very common, where you actually uh, take a pen or a sharp object, a pencil, and make a mark on the skin, and it stays very red and Mm -hmm. raised for a period of time. That's one way that um, patients could determine if they are prone to having mast cell and histamine issues is actually do that little test, Mm -hmm. a little mark, and see if it turns red. Um, Noxious odors, so chemicals, things in our air air quality supplies, VOC, volatile organic solvents, and then inflammagens such as mold. Mold's probably the most common trigger to mast cell activation Mm -hmm. syndrome. Mm which is one reason why I get so excited about it because my other passion is treating patients who've been exposed to mold. mold yeah. And, um, yeah, and that tends to be this massive trigger of mass cells. If anyone is really into this and wants to read further, this, um, I can't give it a but if you look at his name, he's a brilliant um, writer and writes about this and writes about cases. Dr. Lawrence Aspen, um, he is an expert on mast cell disorders, and he wrote a recent um, book, um, Never Bet Against Occam, O-C-C-A-M, and it's all about mast cells, and he tells case studies and stories. And then the other expert in this field is Dr. Theo Theorides. He's a Greek doctor who's just a brilliant, kind uh, man who does lots of research and has a lot of clinical papers on mast cell disorders. Talked to Dr. Theorides um, several months ago about this, but he did say that most, and he's also confirming that that is the case. Now, you mentioned story and case, and I'll just go just briefly. Um, your listeners know from my past episode with you that I have had a mold exposure, and I actually got very sick from that in 2014, and that was at my office. And I remember the next year when I got out of the office and started to detox and get well, I started binders like clay and charcoal and things. And the interesting thing is I started having hives from my neck to neck, from basically head to toe, and I had them for two months straight because of this muscle activation as the mold left my body. Hmm. So it's crazy until you experience it. Um, and I, and I would have patients, I would have gut issues and all kinds of things that were associated with mast cell. Now, fortunately, like many of my patients, I got over that and I don't feel like I have mast cell activation syndrome right now. It was more an experience that related to that. Right. It was like a, a, a temporary sort of situation yeah. that it was a result of the detoxification that was going on from the mold toxicity. And you have shared that story with us in the past Um, You know, and I would say, you know, there's definitely a a common condition that I see, you know, that's um, diagnosed as idiopathic urticaria. And uh, which is basically idiopathic means we don't know why it happens. And urticaria is the medical term for hives. And a lot of patients come in and they have this condition called idiopathic urticaria, which I can pretty much bet is related to this mast cell activation. Now, Dr. Carnahan, we're having a little bit of trouble with the um, signal coming through. So what we're going to do is take a quick break. And when we come back, um, listeners, we're just going to work on making sure Dr. Carnahan's signal is nice and strong so you can hear every word that she says. When we come back, we'll pick this conversation up and start talking a little bit about actually how to deal with this issue of mast cell overactivation and too much histamine. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living, and we'll be right back. 
Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember, Cognosure for healthy brain age support available through your healthcare professional and village green apothecary have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months one theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure our bodies don't make enough vitamin d which is essential to proper immune function that's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin d thorn research's vitamin d products are made from pure vitamin d with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added Support your immune system with Thorne's Vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. I am Dr. Kevin Passero, your host for today. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for your patience. We had to just take a quick break to make sure Dr. Carnahan was coming through um, nice and clearly so that we could make sure we got every word of all of the wisdom she's imparting on us. And it's even, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I love the radio show is because every week this is oftentimes even a learning experience for me. And even after being a clinician, practicing for 15 years, doing naturopathic functional medicine, I still learn something almost every single time I come on the show, thanks to these great experts. So I know that if I'm deeply interested in learning a lot, I really want that information to come through to you as well. So Dr. Carnahan, thank you for working with on this. It's great to have you back. Um, You're welcome. Awesome. And so maybe just because it went out a couple of times, you talked about the um, importance or one of the most important and significant triggers for mast cell activation syndrome and this overactivation of histamine, which as I talked about, I see most commonly what we might call misdiagnosed or labeled as this 
hives of unknown origin or idiopathic urticaria, although it can manifest in many other ways, has to do with mold exposure. And you talked about your own personal experience. And then you gave a couple references. I know you talked about Dr. Theo Theolides, but there was one other reference that I think broke up a little bit, somebody who wrote a book. Um, can you please give us that reference again for people that would like to know a little bit more? You got it. So it's Dr. Lawrence Afrin, and um, it's uh, Occam. I'm trying okay. to remember the name here. Never Bet Against Occam, Mast Cell Activation Disease. It's available on Amazon, and he wrote just a great, if you want to know more, Never Bet Against Occam, O-C-C-A-M, by Lawrence Afrin is a great resource. Okay, thank you so much for letting us know that. So now that we've kind of established a little bit about you know your own experience, and as many of the other areas of medicine that you have focused on, Dr. Carnahan, a lot of it, one of the reasons why I love having you on, because you epitomize sort of, you know, physician heal thyself. And most of the most compelling doctors that I've had on the show with me, and some of the people that rise up to be the leaders in their field or in their area, are ones that sort of led their discovery or their passion about healing through their own need to heal themselves. And so, in your case, you shared your experience of your own mast cell activation sort of uh, journey as a result of you recovering from your mold illness. Would you like to talk a little bit more? I know the show isn't really about mold illness, but because it's one of the primary triggers for this, do you want to spend any more time on that or would you like to move on to some other things? Um, you, you've got it. I think it's actually important because I think a lot of patients don't know, number one, they have mast cell issues, and number two, they have a mold exposure. I can't tell you the number of people I've seen in the office that present with something called a POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a whole other side issue, but it's very closely related to mast cell issues and frequently to mold or other infections. Mm -hmm. So um, it is something that if someone's been diagnosed with POTS and can't get to the root cause or can't find good answers, they may want to look at, into the mast cell disorders. And there are doctors who specialize in this. Typically, they're allergist immunologists. And I know in our neighborhood, we have one, and it's, it's sometimes hard to find, but if you're struggling to find someone to help you, you can look at your allergy and immunology departments and see if there's someone who ex who is an expert in mast cell disorders. Now, my the issue that I've run into that is a lot of people that have sort of a, a condition or a subset of symptoms that looks like uh, too much histamine. So like I talked about before, they've got these hives that break out. They're on all these antihistamines every day just to manage their hives. We do food sensitivity testing and they're allergic to everything that comes back on food sensitivity. Um, you know, they, they just have this massively allergic predisposition. Um, they, it's not they don't fit into that neat little box or category, so they don't get a lot of attention from the immunologists and allergist specialists. The only thing they get is sort of a prescription for three or four different antihistamines to just manage it without anybody really looking at anything any deeper. Do you find that that, that happens? I've been a little disappointed about some of the specialty referrals I've made in that area because the patient didn't actually really get the kind of care I was hoping they were going to get, and I knew that you know, the, it was a little bit out of my expertise realm. Yes, I completely agree. I see this with rheumatology and endocrinology yeah. and definitely immunology and allergy. And I think, um, you know, you and I, we enjoy looking for the root cause and being the medical detective and going a little bit deeper. And I guess to their credit, the average uh, other doctor just doesn't have the time and nor do they have maybe even the desire to go deeper. And I run into that all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think our patients are probably, you know, seeing it frequently as yeah, well. Yeah, and I just want people to be aware of that. If you do explore that option with an allergist immunologist, and they say, no, you don't have that one specific condition. We're talking about, you know, the sort of broader term of a syndrome where we see all of the patterns clinically 
outwardly in the person's body, the the hives that they're experiencing, the food allergies that they're having, the reactions to environmental triggers, you know, you can clearly, everybody could identify clinically or scientifically that that's sort of a histamine response, but they don't fit into a certain diagnostic criteria. So that's where peeling back this other layer and asking these questions of, is there mold exposure? Is there another chronic infection? Are there other environmental toxins, heavy metal toxins? That's where we start getting into really the meat of the issue for for the majority of people that have something with mast cell issues, correct? Yes, completely agree. And that goes right into, we didn't really talk about how do you technically diagnose this, talking about some lab tests and things. And it's really a clinical diagnosis. So you actually could see someone that takes a great history and then you try an intervention that helps and that's a diagnosis. Now, of course, those labs are helpful if they're positive, but the actual definition is typical symptoms listed. And that's the stuff we talked about before, tachycardia and rashes and hives and headache and brain fog, et cetera. Etc. And then um, often there'll be lab markers, but if there's not and they respond to treatment, you have your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, again, something I run into as a clinician all the time is helping people understand that one of the ways that I can own, one of the only ways I can sometimes actually make a clear diagnosis is by doing trial treatment. And um, I think that's something that people need to get more comfortable with because, again, the typical paradigm and model that they're in is the diagnosis, you know, and decision on treatment comes, you know, before we even start anything because there's been a clear diagnosis. But sometimes the body is complex enough and medicine is at a place where a lot of times we just have to do trial treatment. Yes, couldn't agree more. Okay. All right. So we talked about sort of mold illness. I mean, just really briefly, I mean, what are some of the warning signs? Because, you know, we know that living with mold is sort of part of being human. It grows in places. It's almost impossible to have a completely watertight house in a completely watertight uh, office space. We've got plumbing. We've got roofs. We've got siding. We've got, you know, all of these things. We live with water. We depend on water intimately every day. So it literally traces its way through every building, everywhere that we go. Like, how do we avoid, how do we know if, are we in an environment where, you know, there's been a problem, there's a little leak and that's making me really sick, or it was just a little leak and it's not a big deal and I don't have to worry about it. How do we sort of figure out whether or not mold might be a major player in our health issues? Yeah, so just like mast cell disorders, um, mold and mold-related triggers are a genetic piece. So if you don't have the genes that make you susceptible, you can be in a pretty moldy environment and be fine. So the genes do make a difference. And then if it, if you're already overloaded with infection or weakened immune system, it tends to be a bigger issue. And common things, just real briefly, would be, you know, musty smells. That's VOCs for mold. So there's an issue unless, until proven otherwise, if there's a musty smell. Mm-hmm. Flat roofs are more like to, likely to leak. Condensation on the windows, sinks and washer and dryers that have had leaks that haven't been, um, you know, fixed or remediated. And the b- basic premise is if you do have a leak, uh, clean it up, dry it out immediately and replace any uh, porous material. So if there's drywall that's been damaged or carpet or things that are porous, they need to not just be dried out but replaced. And that's about as simple as you can get. Um, my uh, way of determining this is often taking a great history and asking them, when did you first feel sick? 
And then I trace it back to, did you move into a new home or was there a new environmental change? And very frequently with looking back at history and timeline and seeing what happened prior to them getting sick, you can tell what the trigger might have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be confusing, though. You know, it can be hard to unravel that. And a lot of times other diagnoses are made and other things come to light. But those are important things to look for and important things to look out for. And sometimes people don't even know. I had a patient that didn't realize there was a leak in their dishwasher. And by the time they realized it and they pulled the dishwasher out, I mean, the whole area under the the cabinet was just covered in mold, Um, you know, and they they didn't even realize it or or really smell it or realize the extent of what was going on and, you know, became very ill as a result. Um, So, you know, you do have to be careful and be and be aware of it. So what are some other things besides mold that can contribute to sort of these mast cell overactivation histamine reactions? Yeah, so real commonly, infections can do the same. So a viral reactivation of Epstein-Barr, tick-borne illnesses are super common triggers. So Borrelia, Bartonella, Babesia, Ehrlichia, Mm -hmm. Rickettsial diseases, anything that has to do with um, those subclinical low-grade infections in the system can be triggers as well. Mm, Okay. And how about things in environmental toxins? Yeah, so um, we talked a little bit about um, phthalates and parabens and things like that. And then, of course, organophosphates and um, things in the air called BOCs, volatile organic solvents. Those can all be triggers. And then heavy metals um, and things like cadmium, arsenic, aluminum, they can all be triggers as well. So pretty much anything toxic in our environment could be a trigger to the mast cell disorders. Okay, so how do we start figuring out how to unwind these issues? I mean, I'm assuming figuring out whether it is a mold issue or an infection issue or a heavy metal or environmental toxin issue is a big concern. Have you ever seen any correlation with mast cell problems and infections in the gut? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because often there is uh, several bugs, enterococcus species, streptococcus species, candida, aspergillus that tend to produce more histamine by nature. Mm-hmm. So they actually can contribute to be, not only being a trigger, but the histamine load in the body can be partially from the overgrowth of the wrong organisms in the gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have seen some people with histamine related conditions because eosinophils are another sort of blood cell type that can um, yeah. relate to histamine. And one of the roles of eosinophils is an allergy, but one of the roles in eosinophil is actually in the gut in relation to parasites and other infections. And I have had some patients with sort of an overactive histamine response, really idiopathic urticaria patients, actually do pretty well after clearing some of the pathogens out of the gut. And sometimes that allows their system to stabilize a bit. So it's important to look at that as a possibility as well. You're absolutely right. I didn't mention that in the beginning, but I think that's maybe one of the most important things that we can address first is the gut Mm -hmm. and the gut health. Absolutely. Okay, so what else should we know about this condition? Yeah, so then... You got it. So uh, I think maybe just treatments. What happens with this is we would love, just like we would love a simple, straightforward diagnosis, we would love a one-size-fits-all treatment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is a ton of trial and error because there's lots of different categories that can help someone with mast cell disorder. And you have to try and see what works for them. And every single person responds differently. So if it's okay, I could go through a few of those treatment options. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear them. 
So you can start with, um, uh, I like to start with natural agents, and that would be things like vitamin C, which is naturally antihistamine. Quercetin is probably my favorite antihistamine. Um, omega-3 fatty acids can calm the inflammatory reaction. Um, pyrid- pyridoxal 5-phosphate, which is also B6, P5P, um, alpha lipoic acid, and acetylcysteine. And methylation, which is a whole other topic of discussion, um, is also really important to breaking down histamine. So supporting methylation with B12, methylfolate, um, B2, and SAMI can also be helpful. So those are natural things. And then there's also drugs that can help, and I have no problem in certain cases that uh, require it to prescribe medications. Um, there's a whole set of drugs called H1 blockers, and those are your classic allergy medicines like Benadryl and Allegra and Claritin. Those can be profoundly helpful for these patients. Mm-hmm. Um, H2 blockers can also be helpful, and that would be your over-the-counter Pepsid, um, Prilosec, um, Tagamet, Zantec. Um, all of those are H2 blockers and can be helpful as well. And then we have leukotriene inhibitors, things like um, monoleucus and um, similar, and those are um, things that actually stabilize the mast cells from secreting their contents. Mm-hmm. Um, there's com- there's also compounded um, medications. I use these very frequently, chromalin and ketotofen. Those are super common and popular in the mast cell disorders, and they tend to work really well as well. Yeah, and I'm assuming usually like a combination of things is, is helpful. So while you might rely on an H2 blocker or an H1 blocker, we may find a better management of symptoms if it's combined with something from the natural pharmacy like a quercetin or vitamin C, which we also know has some ability to sort of stabilize the mast cell, reduce the threshold trigger for them to degranulate and release the histamine. And so usually not one or the other. I'm assuming in most of your patients, finding a combination of both of them synergistically gets the best results. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. When we come back from the break, let's continue to talk about mast cell. Let's continue to you know discuss any treatment options, any other warning signs, symptoms, concerns, anything else around it. There's so much here because this really touches on, you know, probably one of the most significant issues that gets um, sort of missed or not always identified. It's almost like we're talking about mast cell activation syndrome, it, it, it's kind of a symptom of a deeper underlying issue, you know, and it's really helping us to identify something that people are expressing outwardly and an opportunity to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and see what's lying underneath. And that's where we get into this whole realm of diagnoses and treatment strategies that are pretty much completely ignored from traditional medical allopathic approaches. And this has to do with even acknowledging that there are chronic Lyme-related issues or chronic viral Epstein-Barr-related issues or chronic mold illness issues where there's just very little expertise and understanding in the traditional medical community toxicity, environmental toxicity. So it's almost like this is uh, a great entree to just enter into this world of digging a little bit deeper and understanding sort of what's on the cutting edge of functional medicine right now and helping people recover from chronic illness where they're not getting clear answers. So Dr. Carnahan, I appreciate you bringing this conversation up and stimulating this kind of dialogue because it's something that everybody needs to know about because it really gets to the root of many people's health and many people's primary issue related to suffering if they're suffering with their health. So when we come back from the break, I'd love to hear more of your wisdom and and insights into this whole condition. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living, and we'll be back right after these words. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. 
MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formulas supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Facero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11. We've been talking with Dr. Jill Carnahan about mast cell activation syndrome, which, as I talked about at the end of the last segment, and I'm sure Dr. Carnahan, hoping you agree with me, it's an interesting topic because it really helps us take a deeper look at, you know, like the body's not being dumb. You know, it's not just stupid. Right. And all of a sudden, the mast cells like forgot how to properly act. You know, most of the health conditions that people suffer from are oftentimes a manifestation of the body trying to autocorrect, right? So, I mean, if we, if we think about it, we've talked about mold exposure, environmental toxins, uh, Lyme infections, Epstein-Barr, other viral co-infections. Like, I guess I should ask you this question. I mean, why is there an overactivity of mast cells when these underlying conditions are are present? Is it the body's attempt to try and you know, neutralize the toxins or is it the body's effect of trying to neutralize the organism? Like, do, do we know enough about the physiology of it to have an answer to that question? 
Um, that's a great question. I actually think it's the body's warning system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're <laughs> it's trying to say, hey, there's something not right here, yeah. mm-hmm. which is nice because if we, you and I, as functional medicine um, minds, we go a little bit deeper and find the cause and actually help take the load off. But I honestly think it's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's certainly some sort of manifestation of an imbalance, and it's the body saying, you know, time time to look deeper. And while the therapies yeah. you talked about, the quercetin and the vitamin C and the H1 blockers and H2 blockers and compounded meds, those will all calm it down. But of course, as a, you know, somebody that, that really tries to treat the root cause, the ideal is to try and identify that underlying issue. And as we've talked about multiple times in the show, these chronic complex, um, chronic health issues, you know, you may need to try a period of time of mold detox therapies and the patient may not respond even if that's what you thought it was. And so then you might have to transition to some antiviral or antimicrobial therapies to target Lyme or a viral issue and see if they respond to that. And if you don't respond to that, then maybe you have to try something related to environmental detox. And then that might do it for the person, you know, and it's kind of like you need to work through these underlying issues to find out what each person's body is going to, how it's going to work. I mean, is that's kind of how I have to practice based on how complex Absolutely. the body is. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I'm not, I know I'm not the sh- uh, smartest knife on the rack, but, you know, I figured I'm doing something right. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. And I was just thinking, you know, we talked about tests for mast cell disorders, but if I had a patient with it that was in front of me with these symptoms, I would do a lot more than that workup. Right. I would check the gut with a yep. stool microbiome analysis. I would check the urine for organic acids and um, toxic uh, chemicals and mold uh, mycotoxins. Mm-hmm. I would check um, other labs for inflammatory markers related to mold. I would probably check for food sensitivities, IgG and IgE. So what we're talking about it's the big picture is you're looking a lot deeper than just making the diagnosis of mast cell activation syndrome. Right. You're saying, why? Yep. Why did that happen? And how can we reverse some of that um, pressure on the system? Exactly. Um, and just like in your case, it was a temporary manifestation that resolved when you dealt with what was related to the underlying underlying cause. Yeah. So, um, exactly. you know, we've talked about some of the supplements and, and nutrients and all those types of things. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, some lifestyle. So like nutrition, usually, nutri- I don't say usually, nutrition always has to play a key fundamental yes. role in recovery from health and not only recovery, but realizing the optimum wellness, the optimal physiology of our body nutrition has to be part of it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on nutrition and diet, and then also maybe talk about lifestyle and maybe some some detoxification strategies as well, because that is a part of all these underlying issues we've talked about, whether it be mold, environmental toxins, chronic infection, detox pathways have to be supported. So why don't we start with nutrition and let's hear your thoughts on that. You got it. So I think that um, this is such a core piece and you want to start with a hypoallergenic diet. So all of my patients that will present like this would be on a gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free diet at the very minimum. And they would probably also have eliminated egg, corn, soy, and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the top seven. Um, And then with personalized testing, some people have random things like shellfish or pineapple or you name it, and then I'll take those out as well. Um, Now, some of these people actually have such a high histamine load that they have to temporarily go on a low histamine or histamine-restricted diet. Mm -hmm. And so for your listeners, what is that and what would that include? Histamine comes from aged um, things, so anything like um, fermented or aged can be an issue. So typically I'll have them avoid raw, cured sausages, salamis, things like that. I'll have them avoid leftovers if it's been more than 24 hours, processed or smoked fish products. 
uh, pickles, citrus fruits, chocolate, one of my favorites. Um, nuts and seeds can be a problem for some people. Alcohol is usually a problem. Um, anything with yeast or yeast extracts. Um, soy sauce, fermented soy products, black tea, instant coffee, um, aged or moldy cheeses. Um, spinach can be high histamine, so if you're making huge amounts of green smoothies with handfuls of spinach, that can be a, a trigger. And then tomatoes, ketchup, tomato sauces, artificial food colorings, preservatives, and certain spices like chili powder, cinnamon, cloves, cayenne pepper can also be triggers. Yeah, that is a lot of stuff, you know, and yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> it can be a little bit overwhelming to people. I, I think that um, eventually people have to make a decision about because in my experience, and Dr. Carnahan, I'm sure you deal with this as well, food is probably one of the most emotional topics that people deal with. And yeah. sometimes it's it's even more emotionally driven than their relationships with their spouses and you know other really intimate emotional relationships. And at some point, people have to make a decision about understanding their emotions and their desires as far as their health goals and then the emotions around food. And that's a constant struggle that people have. What I can tell people across the board is even if you avoided every single thing that Dr. Carnahan just listed, you would still be able to eat a very enjoyable, plentiful, nutrient-dense, calorie-balanced, you know, amazing diet. It's just relearning it. And I think that's the hardest part for people. But I know personally having shepherded so many people through health journeys that that nutrition piece is absolutely key. And many people need periods of time of that kind of restriction from most allergens in order to facilitate the healing process necessary to recover from a chronic illness that people have had for a long period of time. But it does work. And it is oftentimes the fairs, the fancy supplements and there's IVs and there's all these crazy cool things, compounded medicines in our field. But honestly, nothing in my experience has ever shown me to be more powerful than diet and nutrition. And, you know, some people may agree or not agree with me, but it's a fundamental approach to all of my cases. Kevin, that is so articulate and beautifully said. I just love what you just said. And I see that so frequently. It's like mm -hmm. that emotional piece. We have to deal with it and acknowledge it. Yeah. But you and I know that when we can get over that, it can be so, like, honestly, I would take away every supplement that I give to patients if I could change their diet. Yep. I mean, if I had a choice. Yep. If I had a choice, I, I would start with diet always. I know. And it comes from such passion, me and my nutrition advisors at my office. I mean, we we get so frustrated because people, you know, we, we, we tell them what to do and they don't do it. And we're not mad at them. The frustration just comes from the fact that we care about each and every person and we know what their health could be. And they have the image in their mind of what they want. That's why they came to the office yes. to get help. <laughs> and we want, we know we can deliver it, but the emotional ties to food get in the way so often. So we do so much work in trying to help people overcome those emotional ties to achieve the health goals that they want. And every single person that we've worked with who's been able to let us support them through that and reach those health goals, they the emotional ties to the food get lost because then they become emotionally tied to the health benefits they're experiencing. And that becomes the focus. And they don't miss the foods anymore because they're thriving and they're relieved from the health issues that affected their daily life. There is nothing more key to success in your life than your health. It's not about grit. It's not always about perseverance. It's not about pushing yourself. One of the best determiners to how successful you'll be in your personal relationships, in your business relationships, in everything that you do in life has to do with your health. And that is what ultimately you get that in place first and the rest of life 
will start to flourish around you. So let's talk about detoxification because you are also an expert in this field. So talk to us about detox. Yes, uh, love detox. And I assume every patient that I see is toxic. So you can assume if you're listening, living in our world today, no matter how clean you eat, you're probably toxic as well. So the beautiful thing is you don't need to do a 21-day detox once a year, which is not a bad idea. You need to do daily things that detoxify you. And the first thing starts with back to diet. You have to eat clean. You have to eat organic whenever possible, local if possible, and non-GMO food supply. That's core, and I won't compromise on that for my patients. Mm-hmm. because you don't want to be putting in your body and adding to that toxic load just by your food that you eat every day. Um, there's something called the Dirty Dozen from Environmental Working Group that updates every year, and that tells you the top 10 pesticide-laden foods. And so if you can't afford all organic, at the very least, buy those organic. And that's from Environmental Working Group, um, ewg.org. Um, so that's a start. Then I frequently implement things like infrared sauna. Um, Epsom salt baths, uh, binders like clay and charcoal, chlorella, um, zeolite, glycomannans, um, pectisol, all of these beautiful, wonderful binders that can help pull toxins out of our body. I'll support the liver with things like N-acetylcysteine, lipoic acid, milk thistle, and uh, broccoli sprouts or broccoli extract. And then, of course, good cruciferous vegetables. Um, You want to support the kidneys just with proper hydration, Mm -hmm. with minerals, and with water that's um, not not too um, acidic. And um, just those daily things like Epsom salt baths and several times a week sauna can keep you um, from becoming too toxic. Yeah, it's kind of a, a combination of it all. I think people sometimes lean too heavily because detox is a highly popularized and popularized and and uh, promoted sort of concept. They sell the detoxes in a box. You take a little bit of milk thistle and some sort of bowel promoter, and you do that for a week, and all of you are all cleansed, you know? And it's just, it doesn't work that way. The tools like milk thistle and the binding agents are designed to be used in the context of these other kind of healthy lifestyle principles, like eating organic, avoiding high pesticide residues, avoiding too many environmental chemicals and exposures, whether that's due to your um, you know, home living environment or whether that's due to your profession. So it's important to bring it all together and make sure that you're implementing all pieces of it and not just relying on, you know, the bottle of milk thistle sitting on your counter that you take a couple of a day to account for all of your toxic sins, I guess we could call it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love the idea of daily detox because it really yeah. is what we eat, what we do, getting fresh air. You know, 80% of our environmental toxic load comes from our air. Mm. So, yeah, the food is good. The detox is good. But you need to make sure you have an air filter at home and at work and that you're breathing clean air at the very minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to keep all of those things in, in check. So, all right, Dr. Carnahan, we're just about out of time. Any last sort of um, you know, uh, insights or anything that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up the show today about this condition or anything we've discussed today? No, I just, I love always giving hope. And even if you're suffering from a ton of these symptoms and haven't had a diagnosis, there is hope. I see people getting better all the time. So this isn't something you're stuck with forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have a tendency towards that, but there's always hope in getting better than you are today. Yeah. And I think, you know, people, if, to have that hope, I think they also somewhat have to make a bit of a leap of faith outside of sometimes the conventional approaches to to, to healthcare, yeah. and um, it can be a big leap because there are a lot of financial restrictions because oftentimes insurance won't participate or there are other things that are risks or that you know they may not be all that comfortable with or used to. 
Um, but the reality is, is oftentimes answers are out there. And do your research. Um, you know, read Dr. Carnahan's website. Read, do a pod, listen to podcasts. Get an education for yourself about what's out there, and watch other people's healing journeys to get confidence that yes, you know, this may cost me uh, however many thousands of dollars to do this, but my health is worth it. And while I'm willing to spend five thousand dollars for a family trip to Disney World, why can't I spend that to recover my health? And um, be worth it. Put yourself first and understand that you may need to do that to get well if you're not getting the traditional answers that that you would like. So that's my totally agree. That's my part. And I have tons of free resources for any of your listeners. If you go to my website, which is just jillcarnahan.com, there's a free newsletter sign up. I send stuff out all the time. It's all free. There's no obligation. And I would love to share with you because I'm constantly writing about these topics. Well, thank you. That is a great resource. All right, everybody, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Dr. Carnahan, for being with us today. This is Dr. Kevin Passero wishing you all the best of health. Until next time, take care. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.